Merry Meet, and welcome back to Pagan Preaching. Uh, kind of fell off the face of the planet again in March. Um, there's lots of reasons why I didn't post, and um, I, I don't understand why I didn't have the great good sense to at least tweet about it, but to be very honest, there's like four people that follow me on Twitter, so I don't know that it would have made much of a difference at all, but um, the point is... I'm back. I've scraped myself up off of the ground and I am ready to have another sermon for you. I'm ready to try to be better about this. So here's to progress and improvement moving forward. Um, I know that I said I was going to try to get out of this like Hellenistic rut, but we're going to like dip back into Hellenism for just, just like a second. Okay. Hang on with me. And I have a good reason. So a few weeks ago, I was cooking in the kitchen and I had this weird feeling and this needs some context. So earlier that day I was at my altar. I was praying and giving offerings to Hades and Hecate. And I, I was thinking afterwards, I was like, wow, I am so grateful that I have these two deities that I'm very comfortable and secure in working with. And I don't feel like I'm searching. I don't have like any longing for anything else. I feel really comfortable where I am. Um, And, you know, I don't, I don't value Hades or Hecate over the other gods. I I value and appreciate all of the old gods. It's just Hades and Hecate uh, I have the most emotional and spiritual connection with because I I resonate with their central messages. So I was cooking and I was just having this moment of bliss like domestic bliss, I guess you could call it. And I'm really proud of what I think I was making pesto gnocchi at the time. So that was very exciting. But it's like, this is great. I, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I feel so complete. Like, I, I know that I, that is a very privileged position to be in. And I, I want to own up to that and recognize that, that there are many people that are struggling with their spirituality. And I am very thankful that I have been able to come so far in deity work over the past year or so that I've been working at it. Oh, but I was a fool. Uh, So I'm cooking. And here's the thing. I don't see things in my mind's eye very vividly. Um, Like some, I don't really see Hades. He's more of a feeling. And I see Hecate sometimes, but her very nature is change. So I don't really see her the same way very frequently. Um, But I was cooking, hanging out, I'm stirring my gnocchi, and then I get the clearest image of like angry Hestia has entered the chat. And I see her standing behind me, just pissed. And I was like, oh, oh, fuck up. Like, deity anxiety is such a weird and real thing that you feel like you have to drop – and I did. I felt like I had to drop everything, like, stop cooking in the middle of the process and go build an altar and, like, atone for my sins against Hestia. I felt so poorly 
And then I, I thought about it and I was like, you know, no, this, this makes a lot of sense. I'm just very dumb. Earlier that day, I had been trying to communicate with my deity candles. Hecate is always very vocal. And I was like, Hades, come on, you gotta, you gotta give me a little more something here. I'm very dumb. You need to be specific with me about what you want and loud and bold. This was all over choosing which incense to offer them. And then I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking back on all of the hints that Hestia has tried to drop me. In 2015, I had this urge to veil, like out of nowhere, hit me like a ton of bricks. But I was like, wait, I don't know if that's a pagan thing. I certainly don't want to step on any toes. Let's do some research. Turns out there are pagans that veil. And now I veil in my own practice. Um, I try to wear veils that are as historically accurate as possible um, without being super impractical. But that's something that I adapted into my practice. Looking it up, it was like, oh, pagans uh, typically veil either for spiritual protection or to honor Hestia. And I was like, no, I don't need to honor Hestia. I've never felt called to do that. But I, uh, I like how this looks. I like feeling like I am marked as different. I'm marked as pagan, so I'm going to wear it. And I'm thinking more about it. All of my favorite hobbies have always been cooking, cleaning, baking, knitting, crocheting, like decorating. And I, I love this like homey vibe. But the kicker is I, I suddenly stopped stirring Minoki at the second. I look up Hestia and I see that one of her main attributes is obviously, beside from the hearth, is the kettle. And the week previously, I had to go antiquing absolutely had to go antiquing. And while I was there, I was like, I need an antique tea kettle. I need it. <laughs> and I came home with an antique tea kettle, which was um, made around the same time as a woman that I had seen in my past life regressions. And I was like, oh shit, it is all coming together. And Hestia heard me tell Hades that I need specific clear direction and she said okay bitch i'm gonna give it to you and now long story short uh hesty has got her own altar in my house and i give her the first um drink of whatever beverage i'm starting my day with and the first bite of my first meal and she's got an endless supply of candles and so i'm thinking now obviously this is such a beautiful loud experience that I had never had before that I felt like something was wrong with me because I'd see other pagans having these kinds of experiences. And I just, I want to continue honoring Hestia and I want to share Hestia with you because she is gaining some traction in some new neo-pagan circles. And I want to push that as much as I can. I told my partner that um, it's, you know, the ancient Greeks would always honor Hestia first in the temple because that's that's her domain. She is the Greek virgin goddess of the home and the hearth. And she is thus kind of the head bitch in charge in everything that's that looks like and acts like a home. So she would always get first offering during ritual and sacrifice and prayer. And it's like Hades and Hecate are my spiritual parents. But we always had our gatherings at, this is all a metaphor, we always had our gatherings at Aunt Hestia's house. And it's like, I would just run into Hestia's house 
to participate in whatever ritual was going on that day without even saying hi to her. So now I feel like I definitely have so much ass kissing to do. Um, but that was, that was a lot of exposition. It was a big story and I'm so glad I'm able to share it with you. And let's go ahead. I'm going to, um, get into my first prayer. It's an invocation of Hestia. If you want to participate, maybe cast circle, get some offerings, light a candle, go ahead and um, do that now while I tell you a little bit more about Hestia. Um, she is the Hellenic goddess of home and hearth. She, very watered down version, asked Zeus if she could be an eternal maiden after several marriage proposals. And he agreed and her becoming that maiden kept peace between the gods. So he rewarded her with the kind of richest domain that he could. She gets all the best offerings. Um, but she is bound to the hearth. So it's, this is really sweet and pure. Um, Aristotle says that, you know, Hestia doesn't go out on parade like a lot of the other Olympic gods do. So her communication with mortals is through the hearth and through the home fire. And he, Aristotle said that the crackle of the hearth fire is the sound of Hestia's laugh. And I think that is so um, beautiful. And she, she doesn't have a lot of myths, but she is important for being this goddess that was the first and last born of Rhea and Kronos. You know, the, the regurgitation or... <sighs> expulsion myth of the Olympian gods. And she is so cool and mystical. She hasn't had as much attention until recently. Now she's picking up speed and that's, that's great. And so I'm going to push that just as much as I can. So I hope you're ready. I hope you're comfortable. I hope maybe you've got some, like chamomile tea with honey. That seems very Hestia-like. Um, maybe you've got your candles. You're in a dim space. So that way you can really appreciate the fire there and hone in on that fire as I am preaching to you. And just be as mindful and present and on Hestia as you can. So here's the invocation of Hestia. The children of the earth call out to Hestia. Firstborn and lastborn, you are the lady of our hearth and heart. Your fire burns strong in us, and we ask that it burn brightly here on our hearth now. Hestia, sweet fire maiden, join us here. Be our good fire and sanctify our hearth. Warm us and light our way. Hestia, Accept our praise. To be, to be like brutally honest with myself, I had no idea really who Hestia was until like a couple years ago, um, which is weird. You know, you, you think you learn the 12 Olympians and since there's this controversy between Hestia or Dionysus, being one of the Olympians, maybe she just got booted out that way. But you would think since she was the first and last born 
and one of only three virgin goddesses, she would have had more clout. Maybe that's just because my public um, education system failed me or because I um, was looking at paganism through the lens of like very poorly taught and poorly understood Wicca for the longest time. Um, but I learned actually with a friend who was curious about paganism and she had struggled a lot with her own self-image and self-love. And I really encouraged Aphrodite to her. And then she came back to me with Aphrodite and Hestia and Persephone. And I was like, wait, whoa, who's Hestia? And she is just this presence that I, I feel that's not very motherly, obviously, because she's a virgin, but like your really cool aunt who as always has the best like cookies. Her house is warm and it smells good. It's very clean and orderly, but it feels lived in, you know, like that is the Hestia that I um, feel in my heart. And I think that's why she's so appealing uh, because so many people, especially the pagans I know, have missed out on that feeling of home and real home, not like a house where you live, but this very um, glorified space that we've been taught we're supposed to come up in with, you know, a loving family and, you know, a pantry full of food and everything's clean and orderly and safe. And I missed out on that. I know many, many pagans that have also. And I think that's why Hestia is like not only a light to us because of her association with fire and the hearth, but she's a light because she is who is going to help us as pagan adults now rebuild what a home is supposed to be. And she is going to kind of give us <laughs> our own tutorial for what our home and our safe space could be. I'm thinking, what is Hestia's message? And um, it was hard because, you know, I don't think people put enough stock in the home or they have very patriarchal ideas about the importance of the home. But I don't, I don't think... It's just about running a tight, you know, domestic, nuclear, family, blissful kind of home. I think Hestia's message centers around the importance of having your own sacred safe space where your eternal and internal flame can thrive. And I, I know that's that's hard and that there's so many reasons why you may be in a home environment that is not something that you are either proud of or happy in. And I'm not here to pass any sort of judgment, but if that's something that you struggle with, like struggle with keeping your space clean because I don't know, you're feeling depressed and it, it's it's hard enough to like get out of bed and make yourself drink water of course why do you want to clean your room or um if you're struggling with 
another disability or if you just don't have any time. Uh, there, There's so many things that need to happen in our lives before we can justify spending time on our, our space. And what Hestia is saying is that you deserve a space that's full of love and joy. And however that looks is up to you. But she is the one that's going to kind of grab you by the hand and pat you on your head and tell you that you deserve this kind of temple for your own divinity. Like I talked about in the last episode, you are so divine. You are so truly important and wonderful. And every goddess gets a temple. Every god gets its own space. Every worshipped deity has some way that it is made to feel sacred. So it's not about meticulously mopping the floors or doing the dishes or making a homemade meal that took you seven hours to make. It's about having a space that allows you to relax and breathe and be yourself and help yourself feel sacred. Um, I found this prayer. It's on um, a blog called Breathing in Gilded Dust on Tumblr. Um, it's the, the blog is just great. So it's this uh, young woman. Let's see, her name is, oh gosh, Amaranta. I think I'm saying that right. Amaranta. She's a Hellenic polytheist on Tumblr and she writes these hymns and prayers. So I really encourage you to reach out to her if that's something that you would be interested in. Uh, but I found this prayer on her blog that I really wanted to share with you. It's called The Hymn to Hestia. Hestia is more than a fleeting flame bundled and entwined among logs. Hestia is the wood's roots left in the ground. Once a tree with powerful resounding purpose, now it serves her will inside of a home, bringing warmth and comfort and fire to sing and tell stories beside. It honors Hestia, this is true, but Hestia lies graciously within it. Hestia is the conversation surrounding the stones she resides in. She is the foundation of a family, brick by brick, her structure is adorned until the walls are filled with pictures and infused with memories. Hestia is the wrathful force that parts toxic rel relatives from their distressed counterparts. She shakes the earth, stoking the flames higher and higher until they reach the chimney. Glorious Hestia, I honor you not as a mere flame, though that is how you appear to us. I honor you as a force to be reckoned with, the maternal figure unafraid to act, and the burning love between the members of a successful family. Blessed are you, a fire and delighted in gatherings. Kyre wondrous Hestia. Oh, that was long. <laughs> but it's it's great. And I, I love that take on Hestia is that she is so much more than uh, this goddess in a fire. She is everything that makes up a home and every aspect associated with making a home. And I think that speaks to her 
telling us that we can make a home out of anything if we have the right intentions. So something I really like to do in my home is I love to read um, and don't come for me. I love those like garbage grocery store romance novels. I love to crochet um, and I love to study and learn and I, I feel a lot better doing those homey activities after I have made my space suitable for how I want to live in it. Does that always mean like deep cleaned and disinfected? No. Does that always mean organized and put away? No. But there is that importance in maintaining and caring for your own space. Um, recently, I've been trying to learn more about building things and um, electrical work and plumbing because I want to take an active part in being involved with my home and my space. And I think that is just one of many ways to honor Hestia is improving and expanding upon the walls that are around you to turn them truly into a home and something worthy of being called a home. Like that space and however it looks for you, however it is organized or decorated, however it smells is totally up to you. And that is a reflection truly of your own higher self and your own divinity, you know, like, sure, we may think that things put up in a room a certain way look better than being put up in a certain way otherwise. But why is that? I, I would argue that that is because that's our own higher self kind of teaching us more about the just the minutia of ways in which we can be the most comfortable. And Hestia is going to grasp onto that higher self's inclination and intuition regarding the home. And if you ask for her help and her grace, she is going to guide you straight to where you need to go. So I've been looking into more reconstructed paganism and um, different ways in which the gods were worshipped and have been worshipped through the centuries. And one of the ways I've seen people work with and worship Hestia is by giving them um, the first bite or the best bite of every meal. And um, I don't, I just don't have the facilities to do that because I, I feel like um, that would get pretty gross for me, um, especially because I eat a lot of things like soup and dairy that I don't really want to be leaving out in my house for several hours. But um, I will offer, like a lot of the time I have toast with honey. So I will give some toast with honey to Hestia or maybe a couple slices of orange. And and that's me. And, and because she is not a deity that I am strictly devoted to like Hades and Hecate, those small offerings I think are just enough for our working relationship. And your working relationship with Hestia may be totally different. And it's important to discover that maybe you do truly want to give her the first or best bite of every meal and then find a way to do that. But I think that having that ritual in the morning of, you know, feeding Hestia before I feed myself and honoring her and honoring the help she's given me 
and building my home and making it better has not only helped me feel a more like harmonious relationship with her, but it has also inspired me to take better care of my space and, and to improve the space that I'm in. Um, another way in which one might honor Hestia is by wearing a veil. And I've been doing that recently. Um, not really so much when I go out and, um, public just because most of the time I forget about it. But if I'm doing housework or if I'm in the home and I am, I'm being pagan, I am going to wear that veil to honor Hestia. And then there are days where I feel like I truly just need to wear it for the spiritual protection and then I'll wear it outside. But that's just another idea. And I'll tell you this, if you're going to build an altar to Hestia, 100% get a bunch of stuff from Dollar Tree. I love Dollar Tree. And that's what I did to make her altar. I got some cloths and I got a bag of little farm animals so I could put up her swine and her donkey, which are um, the animals she's associated with. Get some votive candles. Hopefully yours won't smell like lighter fluid like mine do. And um, there's all kinds of things. I got a little wooden um, sign that just says home that I painted. And I like, I did that homey, like tiny little home improvement activity that brought me closer to her. And it's those little things that are going to show you truly the grace and, pun not intended, but the hospitality of Hestia. And she is going to be patient with you and work with you and love you should you choose her and should you want her. She is naturally very passive. The one moment in which she showed up and intimidated me, I don't think was um, very telling of her character, but I just, I, this is a path I recommend for anybody with interest in um, Hellenism, especially, but if you just uh, want to improve the state of your home, absolutely, I recommend Hestia. Um, Sorry, this one has been a little longer than maybe we're used to, but This is the final prayer. Gentle Hestia, sitting at the fire, at the heart of each home, goddess revered above all others, bringer of quiet comfort, of belonging, of peace, of a place of love and family, of the strength to hold together against all ill, provider of serenity, I honor you. Hestia, seen in candle glow and soft shadow, I pray to you. Help me to see you in my work, to make our home a refuge from stress and anxiety. Give me competence, efficiency, and wisdom. Give me sharp eyes to see what must be done. Give me will to do it. Goddess, bless our homes. Thank you for listening to Pagan Preaching. Um, You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Pagan Preaching. And you can also find me on Facebook should you want a tarot reading. That's FNA on tarot. Uh, If you are also interested in maybe making a small donation to me, you are more than welcome to support me at ethne-aon on Venmo. And please, if you have any requests or comments or concerns or just want to chat, please feel free to send me an email at ethne.aon at yahoo.com and 
that's all I have for you today. My name is Ethna Aon. This has been Pagan Preaching, and I will see you next time.